Exodus chapter 8. And uh, we, we've all read the story of Exodus, and we've read the story of, of Moses and Pharaoh and, and all of the complexity and the cool things that happen inside that environment. But there was something that I noticed a, a few years ago that really caught me off guard. And today I want to share part of that with you. So it's found in Exodus chapter 8, just a few verses. We're just going to read verses 8 through 10 for sake of time. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation to start with. The Word of God says, Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, Plead with the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people. Remember the curse. Remember that all these things were happening, the, the Nile turning to blood, all these different things that God had said, if you don't let my people go, this is what I'm going to do. Now we're at the frogs. I can't even imagine this. But anyway, to take the frogs away from me and my people, I will let your people go so they can offer sacrifices to the Lord. Verse 9, you set the time, Moses replied. I love this. You set the time. Talking to Pharaoh. You set the time and tell me when you want me to pray for you, your officials, and your people. Then you and your houses will be rid of the frogs. They will remain only in the Nile River. Verse 10. This is Pharaoh's response. Do it tomorrow. And we'll stop there for today. Let's pray. Father, today for the next few moments... God, I pray that you would speak to the hearts of every person. To each of us, God, reveal yourself. May your word, as it's sown, take root in the heart of every man and woman, every teenager, every child. And Father, I pray this, that that seed would bring back a harvest of good in every single life. And today, Father, finally, I pray this, that when we leave this time, this moment, when we sign off, that God, we will all be better because of this moment. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You know, I think it's fascinating because the truth is, I don't know anybody that has never struggled with some sort of procrastination, of putting things off that need to be done. You know, I was thinking about that when we think about the, uh, the snow and the ice and, uh, and our gutters. You know, I, I, before all the storms set in uh, last week, my wife had told me, Clay, it looks like the gutters need to be cleaned out again. Now, I don't know about you guys. Anybody that knows me knows I do not like heights. Not interested. Don't want them. Don't want to have anything to do with it. But it needed to be done before the snow came because we want to make sure that the gutters were clear, all of that. So I reluctantly climbed up on the ladders, got up there, faced my fear, praise the Lord, and got up in those gutters, dug out all the extra leaves that had gotten in there once again, and did what needed to be done. Now, the truth is, I could have procrastinated. But the problem is, when the storm comes and the gutters are already full, you're causing yourself that much more issue. So my point is, is sometimes you've got to do what's got to be done in the moment. Procrastination is not your friend. Putting something off that needs to be done is never going to be your friend. And you say, well, what is procrastination? Well, a definition, one driver, let's, let's not do the definition, but let's talk about one driver of procrastination is an inability to motivate yourself. The inability to motivate yourself. 
Now, when we start breaking it down like that as a driver, we realize, you know what, I may have struggled with this area more than once. <laughs> I, might, I might be challenged in this area in a lot of different areas of my life. Let's think about that. Okay, let's think about your health. How many of you have decided, you know, we're coming into a new year, we're only three weeks in or so, and, and here we are, and part of the decision of this new year was, I'm going to get healthy finally. Where are you with that? How are you doing with that? Have you procrastinated? I was talking to somebody the other day about some things in my life, that, I, that some goals that I have, and, and one of them was uh, my, my commitment to the gym again and getting back in there. It just kind of fell off the wagon like, you know, we all know that story. And, uh, and it was funny because we were talking about it. And I started realizing, you know, well, I was going to, and I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it, but, you know, I'm, I'm out of town this time and this time. Then the storm came, and all this, and I thought, oh, wow. What am I doing? Procrastinating. Because nothing's really stopping me from doing what needs to be done. In other words, the inability to motivate myself. That's what the bottom line is. Now, that's in your health. That's just an easy target. What about your spiritual life? How many of you right now in this place are dealing with some pride issues? And you know it. You're dealing with some commitment issues to your faith, to your family, your chosen family of God. How many of you have slacked in the things that you know God has called you to? You see, what I'm telling you is it's easy for the enemy to come in and get us off course. And we become like Pharaoh. We say, you know what, yeah, I want all that done, but you know what, let's do it tomorrow. Can I just tell you, the story that we read in the Bible is the Bible describes this moment as they had frogs everywhere. They had frogs in their beds, in their bathrooms, in their bathtubs, in their cooking skillets, and all their stuff that they had. It, they were everywhere. Now, when you think about this, why would anybody want the frogs for any amount of time? But then when I started looking back at it, it's kind of fascinating. Because what we don't think about in modern times is what these ancient Egyptians thought about frogs. Frogs represented fertility. They represented all these different things to the gods that they worshipped. So the frog was an image that they worshipped as a god. So they were very much passionate about the idea of frogs. So now they're confronted with being overwhelmed by these nasty creatures. Now they're everywhere. And I think it's fascinating. And this tells the story of so many of our lives. That Pharaoh, when confronted and faced with the decision, and I love that Moses said, you make the time. You make the decision. You make the call. That's when I'll pray. And not before. And Pharaoh, confronted with that question, looks at it and says, let me have one more night with the frogs. In other words, for us, if we're applying it today, that's, let me have one more night with my sin. Let me have one more night with my habit. Let me have one more day with these things that I know are destroying me. But just one more. You know what the problem really is sometimes? Is that we really do love our sin. We love the things of our flesh, and we don't always want to put them down as we should. But the problem is this, is God's calling you to a better place. He's calling you to another level, 
And until you stop procrastinating things that you need to do, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. I'm just telling you, whatever you're putting off today, especially spiritually, whatever you're putting off today, you need to stop and do it. Just do it. What does it look like in your life? What are you needing to put away? Because the truth is, we know that the sin is hurting us. Just one more night. We want our marriages to be better, but I'll take care of that tomorrow. We want to be difference makers in the kingdom of God. We want to be kingdom builders with the businesses God's placed on our heart or whatever that is in your life. We want to be difference makers, and we always think, well, I can do that tomorrow. I've got plenty of time. I've stood with families, hundreds and hundreds of families over the years with a loved one who unexpectedly was taken whose life was now over. In other words, their time on this earth was done. It wasn't expected. In other words, what I'm telling you, the time is now. Don't procrastinate dealing with the stuff that you need to deal with. Don't put off today those things. Do it now. This is the moment. And I'm just going to give you a couple of key thoughts today for the Three Oaks family. We know these key thoughts are kind of the the point system for three oaks, but here's your first key thought. The next level will require that you assume personal responsibility for yourself. It's going to require that you stop blaming others for what's going on in your life. The frogs that you have in your life, you can, you can hold on to them and hold on to them and you can blame God because it seems like it's a curse or whatever is going, no, no. You have to realize, if I'm going to change, then I've got to make the decision. I've got to take the step. In Pharaoh's case, it was that place of, I need to make the decision, no more frogs. I don't need to say, let's hold off till tomorrow anymore. No, if Moses is going to pray, if we have that ability, we have that opportunity to say, no more. No more of this stuff in my life. I want to be who God created me to be. I don't want to allow the temptation in my life anymore. I don't want that failure. I don't want to walk around with the guilt. I want to be free from that. It starts now. It starts in this moment, not tomorrow. Your freedom moment is right now. So the question is, what will you do with this moment? You can put it off, but it's not going to help you. You know, so when we look at this, this personal responsibility, you know, we live in a time, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. When we look around our culture, the the idea of personal responsibility is almost foreign in the American culture today. We always want to blame somebody else for the woes that we have. If If we're not feeling well, we blame it on, well, you know, I can't do anything about this. The food that I eat is is got all this stuff in it and it's causing all these issues in my life or the medications that I take are doing this and this, but we never do what we can on our own to understand what it is in our life that can be better. You know, it's like, okay, I've got some issues in my body and I need to take care of this, but, and if you'll get, uh, if you'll apply some fitness, right, it helps you dramatically. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. But I would rather take a pill than do the work. See, what I'm trying to tell you, there's no shortcut to your next level. I'm not talking about people that have genuine health issues and they have to be on medication for things. That's not, that's not the argument that I'm trying to have with you. I'm telling you that today it seems easier to get a shot or take a pill or do this to get to where you're wanting to be. 
But the truth of the matter is that's not ever going to work spiritually. Spiritually, you're going to have to do the work of confronting your weakness and getting stronger. You're going to have to learn, I need to spend time with God. I need to understand what the discipline of fasting and prayer is all about. I need to be better than I am yesterday or I was yesterday. I need to be better today than I was then. And I think it's this. Part of the time that we struggle with this is we think, I'm not good enough. I've made too many mistakes in my life. I've got too many challenges. I've, uh, I'm not good enough. In other words, I'm not worthy of another level. But let me tell you something. Your next level is a decision away. Because the truth is, if we're basing this on worthiness, none of us are worthy. But the truth is, is it's the striving of worthiness. It's the sanctification process of committing to this. You know what? I'm not all that I should be. I'm not all that I can be. But I'm doing something today to be 1% better than I was yesterday. I'm committing to the process of being better. See, that's what I want you to get the mindset of. It's not about the mindset of, I'm just a failure. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve. Stop it. You are worthy because he says you're worthy. And if God says you're worthy, nobody else's opinion matters. So what I'm telling you today is what is it that you refuse to lay down and that you need to take personal responsibility for yourself? It reminds me of this story. There was this guy, and uh, he had been having all these issues. He's a successful businessman, had, had a, you know, everything looked great in his life. He tried to take care of himself, all these things. But anyway, he... He went to the doctor with these complaints. His complaint was, I'm having a hard time breathing. I'm seeing spots in my vision. And sometimes I get really dizzy and find myself about to pass out. And, and the doctor ran a battery of tests, and, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And finally the doctor says, we can't find the direct source, but what I can tell you, because of this behavior, because of the symptoms of what's going on in your life, I believe you have a very short time to live. The man's devastated. He, he's looking around going, I don't understand. This is terrible. And the doctor looks at him and says, listen, go do the, very, go do the things that you want to do. Enjoy the time that you've got left. So the man li- leaves and, and does exactly that. He's, ha- he's doing all the things that he ever wanted to do in his life. And, and one of the things he wanted to do was have a nice custom suit made. He wanted, he wanted a sharp suit. So he went to the tailor, and he's getting measured. And as the tailor comes and he's doing all the different things and the length and all that, he comes to his neck size, and he begins to measure his neck. And he says, okay, you're a size 16 neck. And he writes down to the man and says, no, I'm not. I'm a size 14 neck. And the man said, well, you can call it whatever you want to, but the measuring tape tells the truth. You're a size 16. The man said, that's ridiculous. I am not a size 16. And the tailor looked at him and says, well, you know what? I'll give you whatever you want, but here's what's going to happen. If you keep wearing a size 14, you're going to not be able to breathe well. You're going to see spots in your eyes. You're going to get dizzy and almost want to fall over. In other words, the man didn't want to hear the truth. We live in a culture that does not want to hear the truth. We don't want to be confronted with what's real. And here's what's real for us as believers. We have a cross to bear. As a Christian, this is your last key thought, is as a believer, here it is, Christians are not meant for comfort and convenience. We're called to the challenge of the cross and to unwavering commitment. 
Let me just read that again for you. Christians are not meant for comfort. Come on, poke the person beside you and remind them. No, we're not meant just for comfort and convenience. We're called to the challenge of the cross. We're called to the unwavering commitment to the Savior of the universe, to the God that loves us beyond anything that we can ever know. So the problem is when we get trapped in our own desires and our own self and we allow everything else to say, well, I identify as this. This is one of the biggest problems with our culture right now. Listen, I don't care what you identify as. The measuring rod is what does the truth say? If the truth, and I'm not even going to get into that because that's a whole other message altogether and usually gets me kicked off the social media sites. But here's what I need you to see, is this, it doesn't matter what you, what you think you identify as, it matters what the Word of God says you are. Some of you are walking around and you think you're a size 14 neck and you're not, you're a 16 and it's going to kill you. Deal with the truth. Live in that truth and know that God has a plan for you, but you're going to have to pick up your cross. You're going to have to say, God, I need you in this. I'm tired of one more night with the frogs. I'm tired with one more night with my sin. I I can't do this. I want my marriage to be what you want it to be. I want it to be passionate and full and whole. God, what do I need to do? And his simple word is start whatever that is tonight, right now. Don't wait for tomorrow. It's time to do it now. Let me ask you this. Or let me tell you this, this isn't even a question, is this, you can't have Christ without commitment. You can't walk in the beauty of your salvation without being committed to him. That's what salvation is. It's him saving you. It's him coming into your life and us surrendering who we thought we were for who he says we are. That's the fact of the matter that we all need to grab a hold of. And lastly, it comes down to this idea that the time truly is now. There's two passages I want to share with you today. Matthew first, Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. He says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, to follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. To deny himself. And pick up the cross that God's given you. What is that cross in your life? That cross in your life is your flesh. It's the things in your life that's like, no, no, no. I can't do this. I I know it's heavy. And I don't want to carry the weight of it. But sometimes in life, you know what? You have to crucify your own flesh. You have to decide, I know that I want this, but it's not good for me. I know that I want to do this, but I know this isn't the will of God for my life. This is not what Scripture says I need to be or what I need to be like or who I need to be talking like. No, no, no. This is what the Word of God says, that if I give myself to Christ, then I belong to Him now. But too many times in life, we want God to fit in the box. We want our salvation to fit inside this little package that we want. But we don't get to do that. And can I just tell you this? What I've discovered in my life, when I live my life in God's plan, in God's way, there's nothing better. When he guides me and leads me, I'm not looking for shortcuts anymore. I want to put the work in. 
I'm not looking for an easy way out. I'm not looking for that slip through thing. I just don't want to get to heaven by the skin of my teeth, so to speak. I want to do the work because I want to make a difference while I'm here. I want to complete the very thing that God called me to. And the hindrance that some of you are facing right now is the, not the inability, but it's the downright refusal to do what you know you need to do. To lay down the baggage, to lay down the sin, in Pharaoh's case, to say, Moses, pray now. I want these frogs gone. But instead, we do like Pharaoh and say, tomorrow. Procrastination is not your friend. Procrastination will close doors of opportunity that God's opened for you. Procrastination will keep you from being the husband or the wife that you know you should be, the parent that you know you have to be. Procrastination will keep you from the next level that God's called you to to make a difference in his kingdom. So my prayer for you today is that you allow God to convict your heart. That you allow the Holy Spirit to point out and reveal the things in your life that you have almost built walls around inside your psyche, inside your heart, inside your mind that said, no, 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 I'm never giving this up. This is just the way that it is. Stop it. The Bible says don't conform any longer to the patterns or the ways of this world. So stop. Realize that the patterns that you need to be following are the patterns that God has given us. And that, my friends, will set you free. The other scripture I want to share for you is in John chapter 8, verse 36. He says, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. That's what I want you to understand. Your freedom is one decision away. The freedom that you're looking for and longing for, it's so close. Don't run. Don't put it off. Deal with it. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 reminds us that now is the accepted time. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So let me ask you today as we close. Have you put off the things that you need to do right now and put it off and said, I'll do it tomorrow? I'll change tomorrow. I'll make, a, I'll make a shift. I'll make a difference. I'm gonna, but I'm, tonight, I'm going to burn it off. I'm going to, I'm gonna go take care. I'm going to enjoy this night because I know after tonight, it's my last time and I'm changing tomorrow. Don't be a fool because you're not promised that tomorrow. The only thing you have is now. So what decision do you need to make right now? By the time this airs, by the time this goes out and people watch and replay, there'll be, there'll be over 10 to 20,000 people who have joined us. My question is, out of all of you that are watching me right now, how many of you need to lay down the sin that you're carrying? Maybe nobody else knows anything about it. Maybe it's a habit in your life that you know doesn't glorify God. Now is the moment. Now is the time because you may not have a tomorrow. And I know you're saying, Pastor, that's just, that's just too heavy. I'm just telling you the truth. Today is the day. 
Maybe you're one of those that are watching and you said, Pastor, I've never really made a decision for Christ. I've never felt that Christianity really fit who I am. Uh, or, you know, it's like there's so much stuff that I disagree with in Christianity. Okay, stop. Stop looking at what culture is saying. Stop looking at what the news is saying. Stop looking at your social media feeds that are telling you all this stuff. I'm going to tell you, here's what Christian faith is. Christian faith is what we read right here. It'll lead you, guide you. It won't fail you. But what I can tell you is this. Some of you who've questioned all this stuff, start the journey. If you're feeling that question that keeps coming back to you, let me tell you what that really is. That's not your curiosity. That's the spirit of the living God. The Holy Spirit of God is drawing you. And I would challenge you tonight or this morning or whenever you're watching is don't put off today. Do it now. Make the choice. And here's what I can tell you. When I got saved, when I gave my heart to God completely, I was a questioner, absolutely. I didn't want to have anything to do with organized religion, whatever that's supposed to really mean. I figured, you know, me and God, we got our own thing going. How many times have I heard that? But one day it hit me. I need to make a decision and choose, and I did. And can I tell you this, and I'm thankful for parents that loved me in the midst of my idiocy. My parents never gave up on me. They never stopped praying for me. They never, they never stopped loving me, even through the darkest points of my life. You say, what does that have to do with anything? Well, everything. Because as I grew in the Lord, I began to understand his word better. And as I understood his word, I begin to get the fact that, you know what? I'm not against organized religion. I'm against stupidity. But when I think about this, I stop thinking about religion in general. I start thinking, you know, I need a relationship with Jesus. If I start that, I can tell you this, he'll work the rest out. So stop running and make a choice today. I promise you, and I'm not up here Bible thumping or anything like this because I'm imperfect as well, but what I can tell you this is this, that the decision I made that day when I decided nothing else was going to hinder me, I'm making the choice today to lay down some things. It changed the complete trajectory of my life. And I look back and I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that God loved me enough to put somebody in my life that said, stop putting it off. And that's you today, too. Now you've got a choice to make. What will that be? So right where you are right now, that's the question. Do you need Jesus? Are you watching right now and you've never made a commitment to Jesus? Listen, you're not making a commitment to me. You're not making a commitment to Three Oaks Church. This is about a commitment to Jesus, a commitment to God. Do you need to make that commitment? Do you need to ask for forgiveness of your sin? Of course you do. But today is the day of salvation. So if that's you, we're going to pray a prayer here in just a moment. And I hope you'll let us know. Because one of the things I will tell you is you're not meant to do this alone. We need each other desperately 
So lean into it. Tell somebody about the decision that you're making today. Can I ask you this? If today there's a habit or a tendency in your life that you know is restricting you from that next level in your life and you need to lay it down, I'm going to tell you the ugly word that nobody likes, accountability. Tell somebody about the decision that you're making in that. Find somebody that you can be honest with. And listen, can I just tell you this? It's not just anybody. You need to find somebody that you can trust and say, listen, I've been struggling with this and today I've made a decision. I'm laying it down. I need you to hold me accountable. That's the game changer because you can be free today. You remember what I read? Who the sun sets free is free indeed. That's what you were born for. And your next level requires that you lean into his freedom. But God's got you. So let's pray this prayer together as a family all across. So wherever you're at, if you would, just across the table or wherever you're at, and maybe you got to get up out of your lazy boy and go over there and join hands with your wife or your friend or whoever is in the room with you or near you. You know, if, now if you're, ever, if you're in a coffee shop watching this and you don't know anybody, probably not a good idea to go join somebody's hand at the moment. But a point of contact is a cool thing if you're having it. And we're going to pray together as a family. This simple, simple prayer. Let's do that. Dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me new. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior right now. I repent of my sin and I turn away from my past. Today, I am forgiven. I'm a new creation. It's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen and amen. Y'all, that's amazing. I can't wait to hear the stories. You can leave it in the comments. You can send us a direct message. However you need to reach out to us, we want to celebrate with you and help you in any way that we can. For those of you that said, I need an accountability partner, I'm doing that. Listen, I am praying for you. Man up, woman up, and don't procrastinate. Do what you know you need to do and let God elevate you to the next level. Why? Because we need you.